Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Hurt at work. Dave Bialki goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. Sanny, it's Halloween, Buster. Woohoo! You big Halloween guy? Were you I a big as a kid? Halloween. Were you big with going out? And Loved it. Yeah, I'd like the two of my kids. Uh, you know, they were, we don't have any kids of that age anymore. But you have grandchildren, so mm-hmm. you may you're gonna go with them. Yes, sir. Get out there with them, and, and I'll tell the story very quickly. Bob, turn 11 years old, right? But uh, well, I was about to turn 12. About two weeks after, no, one week after Halloween. My birthday's on the 7th, November. I'm about to turn 12. My voice dropped and I grew over to over six feet tall. All I heard that whole way is, get the hell out of here. Because I go, ah, trick or treat. And they go, get the hell out of here. Let the kid, they thought I was like somebody's dad or something, I guess. Ah, it, was a, it was a tough Halloween, that's all I'm saying. Tough Halloween, Sandy. Well, it's good. Now, how about you, Brittany? You're taking a go-go out? Yeah, we'll young? just... Well, I mean, she's only one and a half, so we have a cute little uh, golden retriever outfit for her, and we'll just do the cul-de-sac, nothing too exciting, especially if it's going to be really cold, but she does love um, going in other people's yards and houses, so I think she'll get a big kick out of that. Well, my most memorable Halloween was, my daughter Sam was about 10, Britney Spears was huge, that was the first, you know, big yeah. huge Britney Spears thing sure. she had on the midriff with a little headphone oh. and it had to be single digits with a blustery wind yeah she oh. lasted about six houses <laughs> that was it that was it it was though but you know what I I uh, bitched about him at the time but I kind of miss him you know what I mean now going sure. out with the kids because sure. even my daughter Sienna's 14 you know, and she's she's too old now to go trick or treating at fourteen. So. Uh, Bob, I was going through some stuff yesterday on the internet, yeah. and a commercial popped up for a weight loss company. Yeah, your daughter is at a, at a weight loss company. I, I, I've got I an ounce to lose, and I might right. be able to do it by noon. What <laughs> the right. hell is that? Unless she's put on some pounds since the last time I've seen her. <laughs> no, she hasn't. I mean, she's, you know, she did say she lost some weight, and she looks great. But she looked great before. I so. love that girl. She's a lot like her mother, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I just go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Sandy, what's up, Pally? Well, I, before we get into sports, I, I was curious. I heard you talking about Dean Phillips. His dad died in Vietnam, and his mom mm-hmm. married Eddie Phillips, and then yep. they, uh, you know, they wound up. Uh, he was adopted by the by Phil Eddie Phillips. Why? So, yeah. Why did my dad die in Vietnam, and therefore? No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, kids, and other people. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, I, I assume Dean will probably come in in the next couple of months. So this is all going on because he came in before this, his last race, 
Nice guy. He's yeah. a very pleasant guy. Well, that's what I was because I I know people who know him very well and they like him. And I'll tell you what, I don't know him, but I like the fact he's willing to give up all of his you know spots mm-hmm. in the different committees because he does he he seems to be a believer in what he says. I that's all I want in a politician. Yeah, an honest politician. Yeah. It's why actually I liked I voted for Wellstone twice. I actually thought I didn't agree with his positions. But I believe he believed in what he was saying. You voted and for him because he didn't like me. That's why you voted for him. No, there's nothing, nothing to wrong do with that. that. <laughs> I was that so conflicted. I was so conflicted. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, hey, I got to ask. Uh, AJ's our big. Uh, you know, this the state of hockey's in a bad state right now, my friend. Boy, you got that. last night was brutal. Well, well not I didn't just even, last night. I didn't even see well, it. 6-2 in Philly. Oh, they God. lose. Oof. Four games in a row, they've given four up four more goals. 31 goals in seven games. <sighs> Do they have a goaltender? Well, they got a guy who's going in the Hall of Fame, one of them. They got two goalies on the roster. Yeah. The question is whether or not they want to actually tend to the goal, Bob. Uh, <laughs> Philip <Yeah>. Gustafson, <laughs> he had the one shutout, but every other time that he's allowed goals, he's allowed five or more. Um, so he's been on some pretty bad, yeah. uh, pretty, pretty bad way for him after that opening night uh, shutout, and then yeah. Mark Andre Fleury. I mean, like I said, I don't know if them trotting him out against the Kings was the best idea. He, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to put him out there against the teams that are, you know, the Coyotes or even the Blackhawks who are, st- you know, they're rebuilding. They got some talent, but it's not like a top tier team. AJ. You gotta they throw can the put you out there, and you'll give up six goals. Oh, I, <laughs> right. so, I mean, it doesn't, me doesn't the matter payroll. who's out there. Yeah. Give me on the payroll, Billy they, G. They can have a 50-50 raffle before the game to see who wants to play goalie and have the same results. Trevor from right Section now. 221 yeah. can Come do the on same down. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way to go. And your Vikings, they're at the Packers. It's, uh, it, 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 this is now the start of a six-game stretch that they, at the worst – they should go four and two. Sure. Because mm-hmm. they got the yep. Packers. And Atlanta is playing pretty good in the Saints. You don't know what you're going to get out of them. However, they got the Raiders and the Broncos and the Bears in that, you know, in that stretch. Those are three of the worst. The only other team that you'd say the four worst teams, you add Carolina, and there's your four worst teams mm-hmm. in football. So they should be able to make a move of some sort. Yeah. If if we can't come out well, we should for sure be above 500, but if we can play well and look the part in winning all these games, because we can still play bad and win half of these games, but if we can you know, continue to look like we did against the San Francisco 49ers, I think it'll just continue to add to the hope, and who knows, maybe we can mess around and make the playoffs. Well, I mean, again, coming off the Niner game, people are excited, but the thing you can count on with the Vikings is you cannot count on them to do what you think they're going to do. True. I'll give you an example of that, Bob. Historic, yeah. Honestly, God, I think it was uh, – God that reached out and said, Tom, I want you to go on the air and criticize the Vikings say they have no chance of beating San Francisco. And then the next game, I want to say, well, they'll beat Green Bay easily, and then they'll get their ass kicked. This is what they do. They've it's done it. Do. I've only been around since 84. <laughs> I mean, they have done this since I started covering it's the team true. back in 84. Now, in the <laughs> 70s, it was different because they did beat teams unless until they got to yes. the Super Bowl. Yep. But it's just... Yep. Got to be rough to be a Vikings fan, no question. It has been my whole life, Bob. It's been rough to be a Vikings fan. You're 100% right about that. I love the, the team. I almost said the F-bomb there. <clears throat> I was close. Which you can do on podcasting, but we just don't do it on the show because, you know, infants like Brittany will listen. Yeah. You're a youth. 
It's just effing wrong. It's the nicest thing you've said to me about me ever. Ever. In of of all ever. She's That's just true. quiet, soaking in the praise. <laughs> I know. I was literally youth. like, thank you. I am so young. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, good. Okay, so they should beat the Packers, but it doesn't mean they will beat the Packers. Exactly. Oh, why Why me in Minnesota Vikings territory? Why? Well, I you love know, that team. Were you, you were a kid. The, in their last Super Bowl, right? You were a teenager or you were young. Was it was 77? Yeah. It was 1977. I was like 24 years old. Oh, okay. So you watched the game. Yes, I did. Did you and every Minnesotan say, why the hell aren't they giving the ball to Chuck Foreman? I... What are they doing near the goal line? Did I bring that up on yesterday's yeah, show? We, yeah. well, no, you did. Fact, yes. You Brent got, McClanahan. I got nothing wrong. Brent was a great guy. Why don't you give the ball? Because you're going over the top, which is what Foreman did so well, and better than anybody else in the league. But let's not give vertical. it to him. Yeah. yeah. And I bet if you asked Brent McClanahan <sighs> when they called the play, he was like, shouldn't what? we be putting Chuck <laughs> in the game for this? Well, Chuck was in the game. He just didn't get the he ball. didn't get the yeah. ball. He's just unbelievable. He, he would have gone over the top. The guy was a state champion hurdler. He would have hurdled the crowd, the the, uh, the lines. They would have scored that touchdown. There is no question. Would have been different, completely different but, uh, tones of the game. Bob, and I don't mean to besmirch the dead. That's not what I'm trying to do here. But <laughs> but Bud did have that side to him, or I'm in charge here. Mm-hmm. He was oh, like that. Yeah. He, here, and Chuck's not the only one who's talked about this. A number no. of the players from that team have said, They'd get into the Super Bowl, at least the last three, and change what got them there. Yeah, that's exactly they what they did. They want to change the offense, and they think, oh, let's outsmart them. Yep. yep. Yeah. Just do what you do. Yeah, and it's, it's common with a lot of coaches because you, I mean, there's the two weeks leading up to the game, so you, all you do is sit there and tinker and manipulate mm. your game plan, and you're like, well, if they think I'm going to do this, well, I should do this. But then if they know that I'm thinking of changing it because they know that they, and yep. that I know that they know, yep. and it's just a whole mess. Well, they know Chuck's going to dive over the top, so let me give it to Brett McClanahan. He'll fumble, but that's okay. They won't be expecting that. Ruined the game. That one play. And, again, I'm not blaming Brett McClanahan. It wasn't his fault. He did fumble, yes. That was his fault. But that was a horrible call by Bud Grant. Well, I mean, and I've talked about it for years. My favorite coach all time, pro division, because John Gallardi was college division, but pro division was Jerry Burns. But Burnsy. he's the one who made the call, and Burns and uh, Bud let it go. I just love when Burns used to do his press conferences and drop the f bomb about once a line. <laughs> his best one was when against they, they just come out of the game with the Rams. This is the one with Schnelker. Put it up and pitch up there, and f is boom. Effers. He uh, hey, he went effers. I remember that he whispered it. <laughs> there was a point in there where I said to him because I was you know I was covering the team. You won this game, didn't you? Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> it's a game they won, and he was ranting. I remember. Like, we we got to bring reality back in. Yeah, that Ooh. was one of the best. The best one, though, was no one has it on tape. It doesn't exist because it, it was in this little room off to the corner after they backed into the playoffs in 87. They lost on a Saturday, and then the Cardinals, then the St. Louis Cardinals, the original Cardinals, lost on Sunday, which allowed them to get in. And when I asked Bernsey, so what do you you think of your team? You backed into the playoffs. 
made it back into the playoffs. This is when he went off on the killer instinct. Oh, thing. killer instinct, killer instinct. Yeah. <laughs> then it went from there, it came, came. But I asked him, well, is your team like killer instinct? That's when he went with the killer instinct, killer. Whoever started this killer instinct? I said, I think it was Charles Manson. Yeah, Manson. No idea who Charles Manson was. Great line, Bob. That's great. <laughs> he was so much fun to cover. And he had buttons. I had, if I ever needed a, uh, you know, a, a slow day, I'd bring up Killer Instinct. I'd bring up quarterback controversy. Or later on, I'd bring up Herschel Walker. Oh, uh, God. Those three things he would go off on. Magnificent. You know, one thing that the people don't know about Jerry Burns, and the only reason I knew about it, because his kids were big fans of the KQ Morning Show back in the day, his daughters were stunningly beautiful. I mean, what? Did they get it yeah, from mom? Was, I mean, his wife was very <laughs> Marlis was a great, uh, yeah. a great person, and she was an attractive woman. And I, it's not—I'm not saying that Jerry was homely or anything, but I mean, these women were stunning. Jerry Burns, at the age of 20, looked the same as he did at the age of 90. He was craggy <laughs> from the beginning. Probably came out looking that way. Came into this world craggy. I even said that to him when he was like pushing 90. He was at a Vikings game, and I said. Other than a little gray hair, you look no different than when I met you in 84. Yeah. Yeah, boy. You know, he was another yeah, one. Yeah, boy. Like oh, God, I love uh, it, He Bob. was the best. He was absolutely the best to cover. That's all true. Okay, Bob, we haven't brought this up yet, but tonight is the first game of the World Series. What do you got? Are you excited about it? No, not in I the I can't least. get excited about Arizona and Texas. Nope. I agree with you. you. Know, I honestly, I mean, I don't, you know what I'm going to do tonight? And if you haven't already, you have you have Peacock, right? I'm sure you do. Yes, sir. Oh, Tom, have you watched the Continental? No. What's that? It is the prequel to the John Wick series, night set in the 1970s. Oh, okay. It's about Winston and how he got started. Mel Gibson in this. The, it's three parts of about 90 minutes each. Three each section. I'm I watched uh, the first uh, part or. Episode one, I got through most of episode two, then dozed off around midnight. I have to watch the end. <laughs> and I'll catch episode uh, two again and three tonight. It has the same flair as John Wick. And there's a guy in there. It actually is Winston's brother. Oh, okay. he He invented the, uh, the headshot, the, sh- the gut and headshot that John Wick made famous. And really? he was every bit as good at hand-to-hand combat. So there are three 90-minute segments. Uh, I don't know if the third one's 90, but yes, the first one and second one were, were, uh, were in that range. That's a European deal. Europeans do a lot of series that each show is an hour and a half long. Well, you know what's interesting, and I, I guess they decided let's not even try. Did, in the John Wick movies, the guy who played Winston, Gabriel, uh, what's his last name? Um, he lo- you know who I mean. Yes, I know exactly who you okay. mean. Gabe, he had an Gabriel. accent or affected way of talking. This guy just talks like he's from New York. Oh, so really? somewhere it developed. I guess maybe he couldn't he couldn't perfect that. Bob, I still couldn't see four. It's three hours long. I just can't do it. I, you gotta watch it, Tom. Oh, it I is heard a, it's really it good. It's absolutely worth the four hours. Four hours? I thought it was three Whatever hours. Three hours, four oh, hours. I actually left hours. saying I wish it was an hour longer. It was <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> And you, if you like John Wick, you life. will absolutely like the Continental. It probably has as much or more gore as any show that has been on television. So Catherine that won't was watch meant it. for TV. Catherine will not watch it. Then she hates gore. Yeah, okay, it's a little bit of blood. Tell her that. A little bit of blood. That's all. Somebody it is. may have had his finger pricked. Okay. Tell her that. Don't talk it's about finger. Terrific. Anyway, um, 
So the high today is... 30. 38? Yeah. That's the high tomorrow today. It's what, thir- and tomorrow it gets into the low 30s. Oh, God. Oh, maybe I will sit inside and watch a three-hour movie because I ain't going outside after I get home. I'll tell you that. Well, but Man. you don't have to watch all... You can watch them in uh, parts. In An hour and a half today, tomorrow. Take the whole weekend. You got time. I could do that. I think that's not a bad uh, call, Bob. You you will absolutely love it. I love the first three. I tell you, there are two or which that's four, right? It's four, yeah. Yeah, so the first three I've seen, I I thought it was really. I love the first. The first one's still my favorite. I think the fourth was the best of the bunch. Really now, because two and three were not as good as one. They were good. There was one. Yeah, they were good, but this one was just terrific and quite a death count. He just piles up the bodies. I'm glad to hear that. They're quite the death count. Now, All right, Brittany, Sandy. do you watch it? Oh, I just wanted to ask her if she watched nope, it. No, you're out of the mix. No, I have no interest in watching John Wick. I've heard you and Timmy Lammers, you guys just gush over it, and I think you guys have ruined it for me. <laughs> Way well, to go, a love Bob. story in there. Mm, and I know how it starts, and that's not. I'm not going to watch yeah, a movie that what, starts like that. What if we told you that Taylor Swift did the soundtrack? Yeah, then I will get the soundtrack. <laughs> not going, still not going to the movie, huh? <laughs> well, I don't blame you. I understand that. I understand that completely. I, not a problem. You know, when, you know when you just like somebody, there's another show, it was called This Is Us, and everyone oh, was hyping that show up so me. much. I never cared for it. Same. And I just yeah. couldn't get on the bandwagon, nope. and now it's like feels too late. That's how I feel about John Wick. I'm yeah. just like, you know what? That's going to be a whole metaverse that I'm going to just miss out on. Yeah, that's how I am with Game of Thrones. It's like I never got into never it. Never watched. I never watched one episode and everybody, oh, you got to watch it. It's the greatest show ever. It's the great. And now I'm just like, eh. True story. Uh, I've yeah. seen one part of Game of Thrones and a guy's banging his sister. Yeah. I think, that's the I'm first, out. I think that's the first episode. I'm out. Goodbye. I, I watched the last half of the last episode what is my family that? was watching it. <laughs> you are mentally I unwell. I that is insane, Bob. Sandy. That is Okay, you refuse to watch John Wick and you're calling me insane? I watched all of Game of Thrones. I didn't say, like, I watched the last ten minutes of John uh, you know Wick what? I'm, 4. I'm sorry. I'm just not into incestuous shows. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But, like, who watches the it's last... That. Like, the last... Episode, you are a monster. I was wandering through the room and I wanted the TV and I had to wait for it to end so I can have it back. I hope that you sat there and then asked your family, like, who is that? What is going on? Oh, the whole time. Who's that? What's that? Who's that? I hate you so much. Are they new? Who are they? I kind of did that too because I, I, that show was like very big when I was in college and I didn't have HBO there. So I was visiting my parents at home one weekend. It was like the the final season and the big the big battle that I heard like took three years to film and it was supposed to be better than everything else. Yeah. I was like, okay, I gotta I gotta be a part of this. I gotta watch this. It was a black screen for sixty straight minutes. Yeah. Oh, and then the director's like, Hey, you guys it's your fault because you don't have bright enough TVs. I was like, no, I, this this looks terrible. You don't That's, have bright enough TVs. Th- that was it. He's like, we artistically shot it for this. If you don't have the right uh, TV settings to like view this you the way the that You have the wrong I'm... tint. It's your fault. Yeah, so uh, that yeah. was enough for me to be like, I made the right choice not watching yeah. this entire series. You horn tootin'. All right, Sandy, get off your ass and go back to bed. I got. I, you know what I have to do today? My what? one uh, big... I have to change a uh, tire on a bobcat. Nice. Oh, Normally God. my son Shane would do because oh. he's got the bad wing. He, uh, you know, the broken collarbone, so I have to do it. And I hate manual labor. What do you think of the new pirate name we gave to Chris Eggert? 
Which was I did? Oh, oh wait a minute! It was it the one named after from the Christmas story, oh, Captain <laughs> Hookfoot, right? That's, Captain Hookfoot. What's wrong with that? It's a great, a very scary name for a pirate. I think. It, does rhymes. he have more than one foot? I mean, does he? Can I he? Hope oh, why did we not go with Peg Leggert? Peg oh, Leggert. I love I'm going to write that down. I'll Monday write that, show. That to my list. Ka-ching, ka Monday there or Tuesday. We have a winner. I love it. AJ, great nice. Call. There we go. Great call. Uh, you know what? He's he's earned his spot for the next 10 years with that one. Yeah. Once you settle down there. there Dial her back. All right. See All right, you later. Have a great week. Thanks a lot. Bob Sands for your ladies and gentlemen. Brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bialki goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. And now we turn it over to Tevin, who has some... Now, you, you had oh, listener comments. Yeah. So we were talking about our favorite horror films earlier. Yes. So we had a yep. few listeners write in. Eric says The Ghost and Mr. Chicken is his favorite. Love it. Jill is a big Silence of the Lambs fan. And Denise is Freaks from eight, 1932. Silence of the Lambs. A hell of a movie. Yeah. So good. No doubt about it. I have, is Anthony Hopkins, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it was that... Do we yep. still hear the the sheep screaming, Clarice? Oh, like we God, on I that long that. rant. Oh, he's yeah. so good. Oh. All the way to the FBI. And oh, he's so good. Yes. And, then, and then we've got Mike, who is a big fan of The Thing with Kurt Russell. Good movie. Um, yep. And then, yeah, that's it. So everybody, send in your other uh, horror movies. We'll okay, what are the four you just had there? Uh, we've got The Ghost of Mr. Chicken, Silence of the Lambs, Freaks from 1932, and what was Mike's again? Oh, The Thing with okay. Kurt Russell. I would have to agree with all four of those. You know yeah. which one like good. messed me up as a kid? Mm. Mm. I mm. watched it when I was homesick one day. And I was, it was probably a little too young. The Strangers. Oh, that's oh. a good one. Oh. It's got Liv Tyler in it. Is that about a cabin or something? Yeah. They, they go to like, it's not a secluded, like they, no, it's, it's in like a neighborhood. A, but, it's small just, town. but it's like a deserted area. But it's just these home invaders just essentially like torture these people for the entire movie mm-hmm. yeah. and then the thing that really got me is like at the end it's like why are you doing yes. this and they're like uh you were home yeah the, yeah you, like we just wanted to and i'm like oh my Jesus. god they tell have... me because up until that point i was like there's gotta be a reason like you made somebody mad or whatever these people just wanted to and then it was yeah. like oh my god that can actually happen yeah, in they real life the... there's crazy people everywhere yeah the burlap sacks like masks over their mm-hmm. face yeah they're like well why did you do this because you answered the door. Yeah, exactly. Okay, note to self. Don't answer the door. Yep. But if you would, uh, continue on sending in your favorites, because I want to find one that I have not seen yet that people really, really like. I've seen all four of those. I agree with them. They're really mm-hmm. good. But i got to find one for, for you know, this weekend and maybe one more for Halloween night that I haven't seen. I've seen, and again, I'm not into slasher movies and that kind of stuff. I, I, you know, Halloween, the first one, was kind of a slasher movie, but it wasn't gory. Mm-hmm. And you, and you were telling me you were all whipped up because you saw that one uh, young woman's breasts when she pulled down the bed sheet. Yeah, you were so excited about that, Tim, and you just kept talking yeah, about it. I remember it. that one, too. Yeah, they were. <laughs> no, the one that messed me up was The Ring. I saw that. Oh, The Ring, ring yeah. Oh, yeah, The Ring yep. was so scary. I saw that at a sleepover grand. party. What's a sleepover party? Oh, it's where you get together with your BFFs and you all have pillows and you sleep in the living room and it is such a vibe and I'm so sorry that you never experienced it. Why was I never invited to any of my friends' slumber parties? 
Probably because you already sounded like a forty-year-old man. Well, that's probably also Brumbies, Tevin. A what? A Brumby? A bro slumby? Oh no! Brumby. I was just gonna say, Tom. Men don't call them slumber parties. It's just, hey, do you want to come over and play video games? And that's like, okay, it's one o'clock. You want to just hang out the rest of the night? Yeah, I guess so. I used to sleep over at Andy Fisher's house once in a while. In the summer only, because we could sleep on the front porch. It was phenomenal. It was screened in. So that was good. That seems insane. Like, as a parent, <laughs> like, to let your kids sleep in a screened-in porch not seems... Letting, not letting Go-Go sleep on the porch? No, not no. happening. Uh, if anybody would have attacked us, I would have said, go get him, Andy, because Andy liked to beat the piss out of people who were mean to him. So that was good. All you right. guys were, like, Before. the first bait-and-switch, like, online predators. <laughs> we were. We abs- it was bait-and-switch. You're absolutely right. We've got a couple more uh, write-ins from listeners. Uh, Wendy says the Mothman Prophecies is her mm, favorite. I heard that's really good. I've never heard of that one, actually. Neither of this one. Aaron writes in with Ready or Not. He said that's really good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Joe says the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers with uh, oh, Donnie yeah. Sutherland. Donald Sutherland, yeah. hell of an actor. All right, keep them coming, though, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, they, they, they're mostly texting in. Yeah, yeah. yeah through uh, the app. If you, yeah, if you go to the app, there is that, Brittany, and refresh, refresh my and the listener's memory on how to contact the show. Not a problem. you got to go over to your Tom Bernard Morning Show app, and then you click on the top left. It's a little talk bubble, and that's feedback for the show, and that is emailed to me, Tevin, AJ, Andy. He's probably getting them in right now on his way here. I like it. We have to take a break. Be right back. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen, another legendary Halloween figure. Michael Barrowman will join us right after this. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh is a good friend, known him for quite some time now. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar. By the way, I mentioned that because I'm not going to promote some guy who's a hunyuk. If I don't know him, I ain't promoting him, right? That's a good philosophy. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You will be glad that you did, and please tell him his guy, Tom, sent you. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. 
Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? We are now setting the world record for peeing. The world record for peeing? We can make it a block away, pee, and make it back in two and a half minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh Oh, Brittany, you're not on. Oh, Brittany's not up yet. There you go, Brittany. No, no, keep Uh, her down. Keep her down. Not only is my bathroom there super close, my bathroom is like two steps away here. So well, it's all about you. Uh, okay, yeah, don't worry about our feelings. Not a problem. I haven't been. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome my friend Michael Berriman, horror actor Michael Berriman. In addition to the extensive horror movie list, Michael has been in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which was phenomenal, by the way. Weird Science, acting veteran and horror genre icon Michael Berriman. How you doing, sir? Yeah, we're both still above ground, Michael, which is great news. I just love the fact that one of the things that I do really like is as, as you know, the holidays approach. And we talked earlier about we got some family birthdays, one in October, the end of October, one in the beginning of November. We got Halloween. We got it's just this whole era, this week kind of kicks off uh, one of my favorite times of year. Not necessarily the weather in Minnesota after this, Michael, but, you know. The rest of it. Um, I'm, fr- I'm familiar with Minnesota. We're in, uh, in the woods out here in the center of uh, Michigan, actually. And, uh, yeah, Minnesota. Uh, it's beautiful, but, uh, yeah, you get winter there, dude. We do get winter here, and we got a different kind of winter than even Michigan, to tell you the truth. And I, you would think that it's being true. on the lake, on the east side of the lake, you guys would get worse weather than we do, but now we tee it up for you, no question. <laughs> yes, well, thank you very much. Michael, how have you been? Everything good? Uh, everything's good. Uh, uh, I like how you uh, phrased that question, is everything good? Uh, there's a memoir available on Amazon. It's called It's All Good. It's All Good. And right? I wrote every word myself. It's uh, my story of my life. Uh, I start from uh, when my father, a Marine brain surgeon and neurologist went to Nagasaki and Hiroshima after the bombs. I've got pictures of shadows that used to be people. He comes home radiated. Um, I'm born with numerous birth defects. How does that happen? 
I wonder if we can connect the dots between radiation poisoning and and birth. Yeah. So I tell a story from the perspective of this young boy in the memoir and I park all the way through uh, growing up, dealing with life, uh, a lot of incredible uh, encounters, body surfing with uh, some sea otters, um, some highs and lows, uh, uh, Secret Service coming to my front door three times, and I opened the door. My father kissed my mom, grabbed his medical bag, and off he went. God. Um, and yeah, the first two times was Bobby and John Kennedy, and of course, the third time was Marilyn Monroe, and I, I kept my I kept my secret to my father not to divulge her cause of death uh, until after he passed away, oh, and really? I tell exactly and I tell exactly uh, what he told me in my in my memoir. So um, the conventions are, are kind of all tidied up for me right now. Uh, October has been busy, and we're still dealing with the strike, trying to get the studio to not turn us into AI or sure <laughs> so, yeah that is a problem going on. <clears throat> in the meantime it's uh, you know getting the house ready for winter and uh, trying to promote my uh, my memoir because uh, for all your listeners out there you know I'm a straight talking guy uh, yep. I've got some things I'm dealing with and if you uh, if you uh, get it's all good and you like it uh, do a shout out to a friend because uh, it would be very helpful. God, I tell you, Michael, I've been talking to you now on the well. I, when I used to be on the KQ Morning Show for thirty-seven years, we talked many, many times, and I just yes, we have. I kind of dealt. It's developed this kind of. I mean, obviously, your and my friendship is a digital one because I've never met you in person, but I still consider you to be a friend because every year I get to talk to you. I'm very, I always look forward to it, Michael. I will tell you that. Well, thank you, and. Um, you know, uh, we share common ground. Uh, you know, it's like we're on the same frequency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's exactly right. It's just you know what I really like about Michael, and I'm not going to go on too long about this. But one thing I've really admired about you is that you've gone through some things that not a lot of people have gone through, both good and bad, I'm sure. But I have never heard you once say to me over the 30 years I've been talking to you, "Oh, poor me, I'm a victim. Look what happened to me." You are living your life the way you want to live your life, and I've always admired that. Well, thank you for that observation. We all have that, uh, that opportunity. It doesn't make challenges go away from that perspective. Um, it's a little something I, I, uh, I came up with decades and decades ago. If you take your, take your hand and you take your thumb and you point it to the ceiling, and you take your index finger and you point it out, there's three fingers pointing back toward you. Mm-hmm. So I let that be an example. Actually, my nana, my grandmother, Sophie, when you read my memoir, it's all good. You're going to fall in love with Sophie. There's pictures in, in, in the back of the book of her and her husband and the rest of my family. But what the hand gesture means to me, and she taught me this, your thumb is to remind you that every action and every thought and everything that you do in this life has to be charged up with energy, inspiration. So your thumb is up. Hopefully it's positive in, uh, inspiration. And then you make a choice, and that is your action. That is your finger pointing out into the world, into your experience with other people and, and situations. And what comes back to you will come back threefold back to you. So I, I don't... <laughs> 
for a phrase, I don't cotton to um, <laughs> negativity. If I see inappropriate behavior, I'll be politely in your face, and, and, and I'll say, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just observe blah, 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 and why in the blank do you do that? Um, I, I've just always been that way. When you read my memoir, uh, you'll understand that when I was young, in the 50s, 1950s, early 50s, children didn't have a lot of latitude or permission to speak freely, speak their mind, even when they know the grown-ups were not full of it, but you know, trying to protect us with something that's not the case. We know different. So it's like a movie matinee, Joe Dante's film, where the girl gets in trouble for not ducking and covering under her desk to practice for a nuclear war. I'm a huge advocate of peace. I do not appreciate war. I have met, um, so there's bigger things involved than poor me. We all have our moments of dark night of the soul. That is very true, mm-hmm. and I share that in my book. But, but on a day-to-day basis, I realize that's no way to live from moment to moment. You know, certain things hurt, Al, uh, there's certain things are beyond your control, you wish you could do more, and, and that's just part of life. But... Um, my biggest concern, I think, would be uh, having all of us turned into AI and never leaving our cubicle, kind of like the short story of H.T. Wells called The Machine Stops. Mm-hmm. It's a brilliant, brilliant piece. I recommend that. Um, also, uh, I've had many, many types of employment, uh, legal documents going from billionaires to billionaires and to various courthouses. There's good billionaires and there's not so good billionaires. <laughs> yes. But there's maps of the world in all of their offices that say corporate global zones of control. There's no countries, there's no states, there's no provinces. They start wars, fund wars for both sides. They've been doing it forever and they, they, uh, they get off on it, basically. But the, the good ones try to do good work and the other ones are like, it's pretty obvious. Uh, so we have to make a decision, and I think the best decision is that we, uh, we we come together and we see that little piece of humanity in every single person. It doesn't mean somebody who's dangerous and, and, and malevolent is to be hugged and high fought. Mm-hmm. You have to be protective about that. But it's not brain surgery. No so question about it. Yeah, Michael, you're a very, very bright guy. You, I, I, I assume that came from your mother and your father both. Yes, they both had good brains. See, that's a, you could just tell. Yeah, that's a good... oh, my, my, in my book, I mentioned this. Hey, one day, my dad was looking at my report card, and here's what he said. Your grades are, are they're okay. You can do better. You have a good brain. I've seen it. <laughs> Oh, that's, a, that's a hell of a line, right? He was, yeah, he was gowned up, and they cut my skull apart and put it back together like a puzzle. You know? and, and he actually saw my brain. So Jesus. I had no, I had no smarty pants uh, response to that. No, I can understand that. my father. Uh, no, another thing I'd like to thank you for, Michael, is that Brittany, who's on the show, when you were doing the thumbs up and the uh, pointer out, the other three coming back yeah. at you. Uh, would you tell Brittany when she does the thumb up, point her finger out, and the rest of them back, do not pull the trigger like it's a gun when it's aimed at me? <laughs> no, no, no. It's a peace, bro. Unless you leave me no other option, then you're going to regret it. <laughs> I like that, Michael. I like that there's a plan B. I always need a good plan B. She does. It's true. <laughs> yeah, the plan B is to, 
So, uh, yeah, there's some things that I've learned for either for medically from my, when I went to pre-med school and my father. and uh, There's a few ways to stop a fight. Uh, if you can't breathe, you're not going to hurt me. If I can run faster than you, then I'll I'll run faster. One day, Wes Craven said, hey, we're going to go to a drive-in in Los Angeles. We're going to show the hills have eyes, so we're going to have you dress up like Pluto. So we did so. I was there with Peter Locke and Barry Cohen, our producers. So we're in, we're in Los Angeles in the Santa Ana Valley watching the movie about the scariest part of the movie, Wes says, go out and bang on some cars because that would be kind of funny. And I go, okay, like an idiot, I do this. Now, I'm dressed like Pluto. I don't have, I don't have the metal knife. I have a rubber knife. Good. So it's kind of funny, ooh, ah, scary, until I, go, I went to this one car, and a really big guy gets out with a baseball bat, and he says, you scared my girlfriend. This is what happened. You scared my girlfriend. Quote, I'm going to smash your brains into the pavement. And he's coming at me. And I'm totally perplexed. I go to grab my knife, and it's the rubber knife. And I go, uh, I don't know what to do. So I'm looking for the van. I don't, all I see is people staring at the screen, terrified. So I'm running away from this guy. He's chasing me. I'm not going to run him on the long distance runner, but the point being, I'm yelling out, finally... I see headlights, and the van pulls out, and the side door opens, and it's Wes Craven holding on to the seat, and he reaches out his arm, and he goes, Grab my hand now! <laughs> so he pulls me in the van, the guy flips us off, we go down the road, we go to a diner, nobody said a word. We get our menus, we're kind of exhaling, and I go, Wes, what just happened? And he goes, uh, We have a hit. <laughs> oh, so we're going to make some money, Michael. We're going to make some money. Michael, can you, re- really, can you even really imagine Can you imagine what it's like for their side of the story? How often they tell the story? Like the guy with the bat, how he like fended you off? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he, he, uh, he might have had a tendency to embellish it, but that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you think? Smash my brains into the pavement. I appreciate yeah. that. Oh, God. What what are you going to do? What you're going to do is someday get in a car and drive over here and come into the studio because I, I've, all the times I've talked to you, I've never met you in person. I'd love to do that someday, Michael. Yeah, we should do that. I uh, I travel around. I go to airports a lot. But, uh, um, yeah, you could have uh, send your contact info to Judy and that way maybe we could do lunch. I would love to do it. Michael Berriman, you're a, you're a legend, sir, and I appreciate uh, your friendship after all these years. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm, you're welcome, and I'm, I'm glad you're all still with us. Yes, I am too, sir. Have a good day, Michael. Thank Mike, you. Take care. Michael Berriman, one of the, he's a very smart guy, by the way. That's why I've been literally interviewing him for, it's probably more like 35 years, something like that. How would you, I, he has never told me that part of the story because it was in the book, but now that the book is out, I guess he can bring it up. He never told me that he ended up with, uh, and I got to get this right, I got to read it, hydro, uh, it's hydrorotic ectodermal dysplasia. That's okay. the condition he has. And it's because his father was in, did he say Nagasaki or Hiroshima? Maybe both, probably both. Yeah. But he got poisoned, came back, had a baby, and the poison passed on to the baby. Isn't that amazing? That's so sad. Yeah, and oh. it sounds like Joe, I believe Joe from Louisville, actually met Michael Berryman. Oh, really? He said, yeah, at Scarefest last September and got oh. a picture with him and his wife. Love it. Send it over.
Yeah, send us the picture, Joe. You heard me. We also got a lot of other, uh, you want to go through some more scary movies? Absolutely, no doubt about it. So we've got Ryan, who enjoys the Stir of the Echo, or Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes is a great movie. As well as he said, The Frighteners is a good uh, comedy, spooky movie. Uh, Trevor is a Blair Witch Project fan. Uh, John is a Freddy vs. Jason fan. Sandy says Salem's Lot is a good one to check out. Thomas uh, says Burnt Offerings. Uh, Jenny Lee, Stir of Echoes again, as well as Pet Cemetery, And then Chad wants to be funny and say the horror film is the Packers beating the Vikings. That is a horror. It's a horror. Oh, uh, speaking of that voice, I did have um, a, a, somebody wrote in with, they wanted to hear your favorite joke about why a witch divorced a skeleton or something like that, but in uh, that that iconic Halloween voice you do. What was it again? God, that's an old one. It's a witch that divorced a skeleton? Something like that. I'll see if I can find it here. God, I don't... I, I remember that kind of joke, but I do not remember the joke. A witch married a skeleton? No, I can't remember. I can't remember the punchline. You looking it up? Trying to. All right. Yeah, stay okay. after it. Yeah. Stay after it. It's not oh. a problem. And Thomas said Jaws was another one. Jaws. Is that horror, you think, though? I mean, it's scary. <clears throat> it is scary. Shark. But yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call it horror. No question about it. Nobody says The Exorcist, though. That's interesting. No. It's too old, maybe? Because that movie's 50 years old now. Is it that old? I think it came out in like 73, 74, didn't it? I think. Somebody could look it up. Yeah. And I think we might have an answer to why uh, Dean Phillips is potentially running for president and leaving the vodka money behind. Um, apparently, the family, Phillips family, doesn't really like Dean in the vodka business. So that's why he ran mm. for Congress. Really? Yeah. yeah, according to one of the listeners, Don, he's, he said that there's... Yeah, what do you mean they don't like him in the vodka business? What's he going to do? Not put see the cap that, on, how, right? You know, like a kid that's not <laughs> the adopted kid and his mother maybe get ostracized a little bit. Dean, get off your ass and call in. I know you're listening. So just call in. I want to find out because what I'm going to do at the end of the interview, I'm going to say, you know what? You should get into politics because you suck on the radio and podcasting. Yeah. Just to piss them off. And some of the listeners are, sounds like they're going to pour up a little uh, Phillips vodka and <laughs> sparkling grape juice. Since AJ suggested. Getting there going. The craze, yeah. go. Getting um, 73. Going. 73. It was 73. Yes, yeah, so I was right. It was yeah. 50 years ago. Yeah, that was 50 years ago. My God. Lick me. 50 years ago. But still, yeah. Richard Pryor's reaction to the movie is by far the best thing that ever happened to that movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That movie was so good and so scary. Do you think the... I do think the original one is still the best. All the, the part two, three, four, whatever it is, not as good. I would have no... I would rewatch the original for sure. I would never watch any of the two, three, four. No interest. I agree. I agree with you completely. But Linda Blair, she didn't come on this year. She comes on every Halloween. Where the hell is she? I don't know, but she ruined the name Reagan for all little girls. Reagan. Yeah, it was such a cute name. And now it's like, that's all I think of when I hear like a little girl named Reagan. I'm like, that was the possessed girl. Now, you guys are obviously a lot younger than I am. When we went to the movie, so I'd have been 21 years old, I guess. Um, but we went to that movie, about half the people were terrified and the other half the people laughed. Did yeah, that still I get think, the same reaction? You know, I haven't been to a... I think the last scary movie I went to was with you when we went to The Quiet Ones. I haven't been to a scary movie in a long time. Oh, now you're terrifying with your <laughs> mustache. Roar. You look like Wario. 
Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me put that down then. Um, but yeah, I haven't been to it. Like, I, uh, oh, wait, I guess we went and saw us. And I think that had a, like comic relief moments. I think a big thing you in did, movies yeah. now is like little moments of comic relief. And the audience yeah. kind of like releases that pressure a little bit. Mm-hmm. I could see that. And we, uh, God, what was the other one we went to? Did, did we, we go and see, no, no, we, uh, what is it, Heredity? Hered- hereditary. Hereditary. I didn't see that yeah. in theaters. I saw it at the home and it was scary movie. enough. Like, oh, yeah. that stuck with me. Did you try to stick to the ceiling? Always. Um, <laughs> oh, when when you're when they scan and it's eerily silent. I know. And spoiler alert, because if you haven't seen this movie yet, you should. But when they you you it doesn't focus on it, but there's a character that's like hovering in the corner of the room. Yeah. But they don't focus on it. He's just kind of walking around oh, and doesn't God. see it. I was dying. I was like, "Can we end this movie now? I need to turn on new, you know, uh, new girl immediately. I need some like buffer." Oh. Is Hereditary? Is that one where they're like in some like research no. space station? Nope. Like, okay, never nope. mind. I'm thinking something else. No. No, that's like a uh, demon possessed movie. Oh, okay. Not uh, no. It not was good though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ari Aster really is good. a messed up dude, and I appreciate him for that. He makes some, he makes some good movies. I'm yes. glad that he's mentally ill and makes good movies. That's really yeah. nice. You know, I, I, I'm i trying to still, trying to, I'm trying to figure out, uh, like, tonight, tomorrow night, i got to have a horror movie to watch. Yeah. And I, I've seen almost all of the, uh, the ones that uh, I, I wanted to see. I do think you should see Cabin in the Woods, because I think you'd get a big kick I out of it. I should watch that. You're right. It's, like, not like a, it, it's... It's not the formulaic scary movie. You'll 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 like the twists in it because it's just kind of, it's scary, but also you go, I love the commentary. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know what movie? The first movie I was so scared of that I kept rewatching till I wasn't scared of, um, was Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Oh sure, when, yeah. When they were in a mall, mm-hmm. and that was one of those movies that like had a lot of camp to it, and that I found that to be. I, I was obsessed with that for a while. Speaking of zombie movies, have you guys ever seen Train to Busan? Or no. Busan? No. It's it's a Japanese movie. Oh, and is it Japanese? I thought it was Korean. It might be Korean. I, mean, I, th- I thought it was Japanese. Listen to her. I thought it was right. Korean. Like she, she, she has she no might, idea what she's no, she might about. No, she might be correct. Um, yep, South Korea. It's okay. actually because Korea has a huge um I think I was thinking of... Mo- they do. I think yeah. I mixed it with Bullet Train for a second because that takes Great place. Great movie. That's a fun one. But uh, Trimbusan is like, that's my favorite zombie movie. Like, it made me feel something because a lot of the times it's just like, okay, it's... a there's like emotion, and you're like getting teary eyed about every. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, it's not necessarily a scary movie because it's it's zombies and it's in the daytime a lot. There's jump scares and stuff like that, but it's not a possessed type thing. But if mm-hmm. you like if you like zombie movies, Train to Busan, you can get it. I know it's streaming somewhere. Uh, very good, insanely good. It's B U S A N. B U S A N. Yes. Okay. I cried and I didn't want to watch it anymore. It's on Prime. We started it, and I because I have a friend who's obsessed with like. South Korea horror films. They have like this whole say genre. Say horror when you're going to say that. Okay. Horror, like Britney. Yeah, South horror. Korean horror movie. South Korean horror movie. <laughs> hey, I don't know what she's doing on the weekend. But okay, um, good, good. I started it thinking like, oh, this will be great. And um, again, this is after Gogo was born. And I remember being like, I can't watch this. It's 
there's emotion in it, a yeah. lot of emotion. Yeah. Fair warning, if you're somebody that out there that despises subtitles, this is not the movie for you because it's all in Korean. But if yeah. you can get past, you know, the little text on the bottom and pay attention that way, it is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Train to Busan, mm-hmm. and you can find it on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Prime. Okay. All right, we got because I got I got, I got a, you get a couple, so that's one. Yep. You think I like that one? I think Cabin of the Woods would be right up your alley this weekend. Me Cabin, too. Cabin of the Woods, and then maybe Busan on Tuesday night. Yeah, why not? Okay, I could do that. Okay. Catherine would not like Train to Busan, though. You think? She, I don't think she'd like that. I think she might like Cabin in the Woods because it's okay. tongue in cheek aspect. It's not like like again, we watched it with our. Um, 15-year-old niece who was like, I want to watch something scary, but I don't want to be terrified. And I was like, okay, this is the jam. Because it, it's kind of like a mechanism for scary movies. And you'll get what we mean. You'll, you'll really like it, Tom. I am looking forward to it now. I have two things. I think mm-hmm. if we found the joke that they wanted you to say. Oh, yeah. Why did the witch divorce the skeleton? Why? Because he had a Halloweeny. Halloween. I do remember that. He has a Halloweeny. That's exactly right. Thanks, so, uh, kids, why? Why did the witch divorce the skeleton? Because he had a Halloweeny. Get it? Oh. <laughs> See, it would be hollow because the bone marrow would be. No, never mind. All right, we should probably take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Premier Health can help him out. No, probably. How about flagship Ford? Can they get a car for him? Oh, yeah, and then you can get laid for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've got a Halloweeny, go to Flagship Ford. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, that's, I say all non-hollow and Halloween. Yeah, they accept all. <laughs> non-hollow and all. Okay. Tom Bernard for Flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. I'm happy to say I purchased an EV Mustang from Flagship and have friends and coworkers who bought new vehicles and used ones from this family-run dealership. That's just 20 minutes east of the metro in Baldwin, by the way. Whether you want to compare their used car specials, claim Ford financing options, or simply book an oil change or tire rotation, they have you covered at Flagship Ford. New vehicles like the Ford Escape, the Edge, or F-150 pickups with special engine options. Flagship Ford can answer all your questions on your next vehicle. The month of October is tire month at Flagship Ford. Fit your tires for your specific vehicle, any model car, truck, or SUV, and get your tires before the snow flies, just $5 over cost. That's a purchase of four new tires with a $70 rebate, gift card on top of the 5 bucks over cost on most brands' tires. That's a great, great deal. Flagship Ford, east of the metro in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's about 20 minutes, man. Not that far at all. Online at FlagshipFord.com. That is FlagshipFord.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. 
Sean Bryant. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser.